0: You don't want to be in the same spot a year from now and say, oh, crap! I should have done this a year ago." And then another year goes by, and another year goes by, right? So don't be that guy on the horse with the
1: carriage, <laughs> seeing Henry sure Ford blow by with all his, Just. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever. Everyone who had a Ford yeah. back in the day, don't be that guy caught in a cloud
0: of diesel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll that, yeah, yeah, I think we're not exactly. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Mortgage Tech Talks. As always, I'm your host, Tom, accompanied by my co-host, Massimo. What's up with you, Massimo? Any Anything crazy going on this week? No. Oh,
1: feeling fantastic. Okay. Good yeah. week. Starting to get cold. Put up the Christmas lights last weekend. Looking <laughs> phenomenal. It's like 4 o'clock here, and it feels like 8 p.m. I know. It's brutal. And it's, honestly, okay. since at noon, it's felt like that. I don't know if that's overcast or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, daylight savings yeah, guess, uh, is uh, is screwing up for sure. So, it's always a weird time of year cuz you you you're like you're cooking dinner at 5 and it's pitch black and you're like, "Wait, should I go to
0: bed?" like yeah. and like December, you have the Christmas, so that kind of yeah, brings the cheer. January, I guess it's starting to get lighter already, but now it's like this weird limbo where it just <laughs> it's yeah. that's nice. Eric and I have talked about being snowbirds. I think you should join us. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe uh, where are you gonna go florida well I'll go where Freddie is i, I think Freddie's somewhere south he's, he's in texas, texas no I don't know. california but, but uh, yeah, so he'll throw it on the screen yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I
1: don't but know. yeah somewhere warmer than here actually next week by the time this podcast comes out i'll be in costa rica so it'll definitely i don't know the temperature there but i think it'll be close
0: to 30 i think it'll be warmer than it is here yeah i'm gonna stand for this day so okay yeah okay what about you anything new yeah, no, nothing nothing new. We
1: got a new place. Well, you know that. Oh, he's in McAllen, Texas. There we go. Shout out to McAllen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh,
0: I got to Google that later. Yeah, But no, yeah, with me, you got a new place. Yeah, so we're oh, uh, right. yeah, yeah. We're upgrading. Erica's yeah, fast and furious and spending stuff to outfit it. Are you gonna furnish like it? In the list? I don't know. You're asking the wrong okay, person. Yeah. I just show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just show up and sleep. Yeah, it's my role. Don't, don't get it. Don't don't get it. it. <laughs> Right. And the uh, and uh, Alouettes
1: won. Go East! They beat Winnipeg in the uh, Grey Cup. For all those following along on my Grey Cup,
0: well, you know what? On Sunday night football, so in the states, they featured the Grey Cup. Really? I was like shocked. Like in the in the halftime show, they showed it. Oh wow! I was like wow.
1: It was a it was pretty good game by Montreal. They weren't supposed to win, and they came back and played amazing defense.
0: There you go. It's cool. Very cool. Anyways, That's all nice. right. Well, yeah. Getting into it, I think this one, this one is, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. It's something that we talk a lot about. It's something that people ask us a lot about. And what we're calling it is really the number one success factor when you're picking your software. So there's a thousand different dimensions. We talked about it a little bit last week. You can talk about price. You can talk about, you know, integrations. You can talk about privacy. You can talk about all these different types of things. But really what it comes down to it, I always, always come back and say, this is the number one item. And so I want to do a deep dive on it. We can, of course, talk about what the factor is, but I think it's important saying why we think it's so important and then you know what that means for any mortgage broker who's trying to incorporate this into their business. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about what it is. You know, I will caveat this before diving and telling you exactly what we're talking about as this number one factor. But I do want to caveat by start by saying, it does depend on your situation a little bit. Right? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the point in
1: your career. It depends on like a, a ton of things. And so, yeah, as we're going through this, keep in mind you got to reflect and think about where you are in the life cycle of your business, among other things. And so don't take what we say and, and assume that it's going to work for you, basically, or be as important for you.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, I think the the point is, is that, you know, in the different life cycles you're in or the different prices, different things will be important. But this, what we say is more in general, right? Yeah. So we look across all our clients and even at the listeners, I would say that if you're listening to this podcast, I would say two things are true about you. I think that you're invested in the growth of your business. I mean, you're taking time out of your day to listen to a podcast that talks about mortgage technology. And so you're invested, you're spending this time to learn, to invest in your business. So that's one thing that we'll say about you. And the other thing I think we can say about our listeners is that they think that technology, given the nature of this podcast, is a big part of that growth. And so those are kind of our two going in facts. So it's like, it's not everyone ever, but it's like, hey, usually the people who work with us at Blue or listen to the mortgage tech talks, we kind of say these two things are true about you. I mean, you work with a lot of Blue clients. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, let's get into what it is. Okay, and then we're five minutes yeah. into the podcast and <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Always, you always see those like YouTube ads where it's like, this trick will save me. Stay to the end. Making millions of dollars. Yeah. And then you get hooked and then they're like, and now before I get into yeah. it. <laughs> it's like five. I always you see chance. all the ads popping up. You're like, there is another five bucks to this guy. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll get to it. We're doing the same. Yeah. And we've just got to start throwing ads across this week. <laughs> yeah. But um, no. So the number one thing in... I want you guys to be open-minded about this because at first I say it might not be super sexy, but it is important. And we'll get into it. But what it is, the number one thing is the flexibility of the software. So again, as you, said, you might be listening and saying, well, that's weird. Yeah. What the heck? What do you mean yeah. flexibility? What do you mean by that? Well, I think maybe the people can th- see why they, what we mean, but you know, why even choose that? And so really the punchline when it comes down to something that's flexible. And when you're thinking about software solutions being flexible, our position is that we actually don't know where technology is going, right? I mean, people always ask. Really? Yeah. Some smart guys. (laughs) I Google or Maybe Elon knows. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Even him, right? And I think, you know, when you compare even today to 20 years ago, you know, that rate of change that we're seeing new products, new applications of different products, is just accelerating. And I don't think that's slowing down. No.
1: Especially with AI and all this stuff coming in now, it's going to be easier for tech n- technology to accelerate. So yeah, yeah, it's not slowing down. We have no idea. And so how can you have something unflexible when you have no idea? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> where tech is going, right? Like, yeah, it, maybe that's a bit blunt, but that's kind of where our thought
0: pattern is. It's like, you have to make sure that, and we'll get
1: into all kinds of reasons, but mm-hmm. no one knows where it's going.
0: Yeah. And I think you know, for, for people looking today, You know, we talked about it again last week and we said, okay, there's, you know, Zoom and that's a lot of integrations and that's great, but it also has good quality, but it's a little bit bad on privacy and okay, right? And then we talked about Google Meets and okay, kind of went through all the same criteria. But I think the point of this podcast and why we think flexibility is so important is because we don't know what's getting added to that list and we can do our diligence. We can talk about the tools we know and how we've seen people use them. But that, and that's kind of the whole point is five years from now, that list, we talked about video conferencing last week, Zoom, Google Meet, Solo Meeting, all these, it's going to be a whole new list, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't remember the exact stat, and I'm probably going to butcher it,
1: but something like, I think it was the S&P 500, like a lot of those coverages within 100 years aren't there anymore, like 80% or something crazy. So yeah, it churns. Right? Yeah, 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 it churns. Yeah. And so same idea with tech, and honestly, it's probably related, the software they're selling something like Salesforce or some big companies in there in 20 years or 50 years, they might not exist anymore. And so things change rapidly needs change rapidly. And
0: yeah, it, and that's, it's no one knows where it's going to, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, and so that's just it, right? So we say, okay, well, if you're picking a solution and you know, you've weighed all the factors, price and this and that, and all these other things and integrations and you say, yeah, it's amazing on everything, but it's not so flexible, but you know what? That's Okay because given everything that exists today, I don't need to be flexible. I got everything I need. I'm good to go. You know what? I don't actually care about flexibility so much. I'm hitching my horse to this, or this, my wagon to this horse, and I'm going to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. One of the key words you said there is I'm okay
1: today. And yeah. if you're a person listening to this and you're invested in your business, et cetera, you should know you shouldn't be thinking about today. You should be thinking one, two, five years down the road. And Something that's not flexible now, and you can tell it's not flexible, and hasn't been flexible for five years or whatever, it's not going to all of a sudden become flexible. Mm-hmm. There's typically a reason it's inflexible, and
0: I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, you got to be thinking future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking along that same analogy, talk about hitching your your wagon to a certain horse and riding off into the sunset. Okay, but then what happens when you know the, a race car comes zipping by? Right. And then you say, well, wait a sec. I want to be in that race. I want to be going that fast. Yeah. And, and well, okay. Your, your wagon's already hitched, right? So you can't do it. And, and I think also the thing about it is to say, it's not just about wanting to go faster. It's almost going to become a necessity. Yeah. You know, if all, everyone starts getting race cars, you know, if you're, there's a hundred horses and then there's one race car, you can say, okay, well, that's great. But if there's 98 race cars and you're one of the two horses, yeah. It becomes a competitive disadvantage if you're using something inflexible. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So let's get into a little bit into the nitty gritty of this here of just what do we even mean by flexibility? I think there's, and I want to kind of talk about this actually in two different dimensions because, you know, we open by saying, okay, the most important thing for a software solution. So what do I mean by that? So I think in a solution, it looks at the whole picture. And I think the whole picture includes both the both the product, but also how it's being used, right? So it's it's you, right? How you're using it. So let's go into the, both of those. Let's start with just, you know, the product. So if I'm looking and I'm saying okay, I've I've drank the Kool-Aid, Mass and Tom, I agree with you. I'm starting to agree with you that flexibility is important, but where do I even start? How do I even know or begin to evaluate if something's flexible? Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot of warning signs that you can <laughs> see when you when you get in there.
1: I mean, we deal with or we talk to clients that come from these softwares all the time. If they're forcing you in or not allowing you out of the software, that's Mm -hmm. often a yellow flag where they're not flexible. I mean, they're literally not flexible. They're not letting you leave. Other things like, oh, you can only integrate with this or you can't integrate is something worrisome. A lot of softwares these days pride themselves on integrations and APIs. And basically that means allowing you to connect software A and software B. Yeah. The software that don't allow that and just say, no, nope, you can't, that's another yellow flag. And I would say that becomes very inflexible and puts you at a competitive disadvantage because none of these softwares can do everything. And I think we went through a podcast on that talking about the all. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if they're not allowing you in or sorry, not allowing you out or not allowing your data out, not allowing any integrations, those are some really easy ones that we see a lot. Where it's like, hold on, this software
0: runs differently. They're not flexible. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, I think it's, you know, even when you're signing up for a software, you, you know, you never kind of have the opinion that you might want to, I don't know, quit and go right. somewhere else one day. But I think it's an important question to ask, right? And I think so- and we get in our blue demos all the time, people coming to us and saying, hey, well, you know, if I did need to change or that this race car came along, what, how do I switch, right? How to get over? And for us, we're wide open. So I think it's a question to ask. But just comparatively, I think about some of the advisors we've been working with and there's a software that we're trying to migrate people from and they charge you over a thousand dollars just to get your data out. Yeah. Right. And they take a couple of weeks. All the data is not there. sometimes back and forth. Yeah. There's other issues with
1: it. But yeah, and <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, kind of defending them in a way, I don't think it's like their software is so inflexible. They literally have to hire someone to get the data out. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, it's. It's the definition of non-flexible. <laughs> or inflexible.
0: Inflex, yeah, it is right. And I think the other thing I'd say about it, especially when you're looking at this software products, I think it's also it almost permeates through the culture, right? And I think there is a big, I would say divide, but maybe divide sounds more you know aggressive than it really is. But there's maybe a split in the software world of people kind of more legacy. I would say is saying, okay, no, what we're going to focus on is locking our customers in and doing that you know, versus maybe a newer way of thinking, which is we're wide open. We're going to let you do whatever you want, however you want to do it, whatever, but we're going to win on value, right? We're going to win on that. And I think it's a culture that starts top to bottom, right? So if someone's being inflexible on pricing, it might even be a yellow flag that, okay, maybe the nature of the software is also inflexible, right? So sure. there's, there's that to look at. I guess that's on the software product side of things. And then the other part of the product, so or sorry, the software solution is how these, you know, products being used. So you, right. So how do you need to be looking at yourself and your team and how you're using products to make sure you're as flexible as possible?
1: Yeah. And this is something that like I personally have, I, I say a lot, and I know you know this line, like be curious. That's something I kind of yeah, personally like live by. One of our
0: values. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, where I'm going with that is you should always be aware or curious of what's out there. Like a lot of this falls on you too, is is our point. So the software obviously matters, but if you're the type of person that's inflexible and wants to stay in one place and not have your ears open or your eyes open to what is changing around you and you're not curious about trends and news about software, for example, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. You should fix it. (laughs) You should it. Because it's the same thing. Like even if you have a flexible software, but you're an inflexible owner or person that runs uses that software, you might as well have an inflexible software, like nothing's going to happen yeah. uh, because you're in your head saying, no, I want to do it this way. And I don't ever want to try anything else.
0: So mm-hmm. you are as much of a, a, a part of this equation as the software. The software yeah. itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, something that's really important and we try to get good at this is what we talked about, I think maybe two or three podcasts ago, which is getting good at that. We call it technical debt, yeah. but you can also think of it as like an ROI calculation. And so, you know, what we're saying here is flexibility doesn't mean you're jumping from one to another, to another, to another. I actually probably don't think that's a good idea, right? If you want to have good good solutions, but it's being able to say, okay, I'm using this software, the product in this way right now. I'm seeing some of my competitors or I'm aware of this product, like you were saying, being aware, being curious. And I think it can be used this way and that way. I think I'm going to get X savings. Yes, it's going to cost me Y to implement but I know X is greater than Y and so I'm going to do it, right? right? A lot of what we see, I think, for a lot of people is they just stare down the barrel of Y, right? There's this cause, like, oh, shit, I'm so busy. You know, I got all these different things I need to do, and I just don't have time or I can't afford Y right now, right? And then I think it very quickly comes to the point where you can't afford not to get X, right? But by that point, that's like the, you know, kind of the, one, yeah. the one horse among all the race cars, right? Yeah, so you know, I think it's, it's being really good at that. Right. And it, it takes a second step back. It makes you not be working in your business, but on your business, having that hat on instead and saying, okay, can I really afford not to do these types of things? And if the answer is no, being very quick to actually execute it. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So what do you see, I guess, so, you know, we talked about flexibility and maybe just had a more general side of things, bringing it back to, you know, the mortgage brokers we're working with, like, do you see a lot of solutions out there that are very flexible? Like you think that people are embracing this mentality? Do you not see this? What kind, What do you kind of see, I guess, on the street? Unfortunately, there's more softwares
1: that are inflexible in the mortgage space than there should be, in my opinion. But I mean, th- there's some newer softwares out there. I mean, I guess a plug, our software included, where yeah. we're taking a different tack on this. But for a long time, there weren't many softwares in the mortgage industry. It was kind of a Monopoly, right? Yeah, I'd it say, wasn't really a yeah, software-rich anyway. industry in general. Yeah. There were a couple players... Well, a monopoly for a while, then kind of a duopoly or oligopoly or whatever it's called. A couple players in the industry. And really, the monopoly lasted for 20 years. Yeah, 20 and so, BC, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is a school 101. Yeah. What incentive do you have as a monopoly to innovate or to be flexible? People are going to pay you and they have no other choice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why would you invest in a better product? So unfortunately, that happened. There are some other factors in there as well where there's some politics and networks and certain techs that you have to use if you're part of X or y. And because of that, again, it was not really a monopoly, but since you're forced to use it, no one would really care if it's good. <laughs> it's- <laughs> well, well, the people who own it, I guess. Well, yeah. They- now that has changed. and predominantly why that's changed is because of competition. Yeah. There, the monopoly was kind of destroyed. They're not a monopoly anymore. maybe 60, 70 percent in the industry now. So instead of 99, and so that's really helping tech is coming in now. So I guess that's not the greatest answer. It's basically, it was very inflexible. It's becoming more flexible, but there are still tools out there that are still inflexible. There's still some, yeah,
0: we're in this kind of, I guess, limbo transition right? or yeah. Yeah. And and what I'd say too, though, I think more than anything of this kind of breaking of the the, the 99%, if you put it, I think that it what it allows and what it has allowed for is for brokers and individuals to kind of have a bit of a wake up call, right? To say, okay, you know, this, it doesn't have to be just this one way. It's not one size fits all. I can start to think about different things and, you know, really be critical of the different tools that I'm using and how I'm using them to be the best possible business owner I can be. Right. And I think that that actually mindset is a, Almost, what would you call a self fulfilling prophecy, too, right? Or it's a, you know, it's a positive feedback where, you know, there's compet maybe a little bit of competition, and so people start to say, okay, well, I'm going to pick based on on value, and they choose it on this one dimension, but then they choose it on a second dimension, and now that people are evaluating more of on these different dimensions, that encourages these software products to be more competitive, right? To introduce more encourages different players to come to the market and then there's more players and then that cycle repeats itself so you know i think the broker actually plays a really important role in that cycle to always be curious and always to demand more to really demand of the products that you use to differentiate on value because that's just gonna keep that feedback loop going as soon as we can you know brokers become complacent and the software's become complacent and the whole thing stalls. yeah right you have a bigger, you have more power than you think. Right. And I mean should a good be, way to put it. Yeah, yeah. You
1: should really be using it. And honestly, all these softwares make money on you. Right. And so as <laughs> you're unhappy, like they seal it. And so you can push and it's actually exciting where the industry has come. There's, yeah, I don't know, three or four players now. I mean, everyone listening to this knows who we're talking about that. Are all doing things and all advancing. And even the Monopoly player has tried some advancements, acquisitions, and trying to get their system better. Like yeah, 10 years ago,
0: they would have never thought that.
1: They'd just be like, whatever. You
0: yeah, know, we work with all of them and all of them are innovating. Yeah, they are all innovating. I think, again, like you said, 10 years ago, they would have been like, why? Yeah, why, <laughs> why am I going to acquire? <laughs> that? I don't and so, yeah, I guess just maybe just to wrap things up, you know, I think just maybe a call to action. So maybe you're a uh, a broker sitting there and you're saying, oh, I haven't really been good at that ROI. Am I inflexible, right? Am I I inflexible? Maybe I need to make some changes or, hey, have I really been demanding the most of my software? Have I been really accelerant in this cycle that we're talking about? Or have I been, you know, a stick in the mud, right? Just kind of said whatever and allowed the software to do what it does and I use it anyways. And so I think, yeah, just anyone listening this is the pull we always talk about with software and using software, but anything related to it is, you know, the best time to have started or to become more aware of these types of factors was was a year ago, right? So if you could have had a time machine, you could have hopped in it, the DeLorean, right? What was yeah. that? <laughs> From back to the future. Yeah, back to the future, yeah. If you could hop in it and go back in time, that would have been the perfect time to start this because then you would have already been one year in, you would have been way smarter, you would have understood you know, your ROI calculations and you would have understood what you demand of your software tools and it would have been great, but you don't have a time. machine, And so the second best time is today. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be in the same spot a year from now and say, oh crap, I should have done this a year ago. And then another year goes by and another year goes by. Right. So do will be that guy on the horse with the carry
1: <laughs> seeing Henry sure Ford blow by with all Just- his <laughs> Or, whatever, everyone who had a Ford yeah. back in the day, don't be that guy. Caught in a cloud of diesel. Yeah. Those, <laughs> yeah. Guys, thanks for nodding. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ending on a light yeah. note. But yeah. yeah, get on it. I mean, do some self evaluation. It could be just as much you as the software, but you should look at both of those. And it's, both. it's always it's both. Yeah. It, it is it's always
0: both. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right, guys. Well, well, well that do, was, you, do you want to do the outro? I usually do the outro, but I don't want Why don't you do it today?
1: <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> subscribe share tell your friends your family and uh, have a good one see you next time